0: Welcome to this episode of the Best Hopes Podcast. My name is Adam Froer. And I'm Cecil Walker. And today we're going to take a another deep dive into a slice of the hope pie mm-hmm. that we keep chomping away at. <laughs> and today we're going to talk about the idea of hope as a belief. Like always, we're going to give you some context for some synonyms that will kind of round out this conversation. So the synonyms that we're going to consider today are confidence, expectation, intuition, mindset, presupposition, trust, understanding, and view. So Cecil, like always, Mm -hmm. I get to kick it off and ask you a question. (laughs) Of all of those different words around belief as a manifestation of hope, what stands out to you?
1: Well, in one glance, I guess it kind of can feel like, are we starting to rub up against some of these other slices that we've taken a look at? At the same time, I think what's unique about this and what stands out in those words is mindset and presupposition. When we're starting to get at how are we priming ourselves as we move forward? And what's the worldview? What's the belief? What's this like thing that we're carrying before we even get to whatever is coming next. And how is that mindset having an effect on how we interact with what's coming next? I mean, it very much makes me think of confirmation bias when you have a certain belief or you have a certain expectation or a way of thinking about things. You believe this thing, you think this is true. This is going to happen. This is, this works in this kind of a way. And then you start to look at the world in a way that automatically confirms those beliefs. You start to kind of see evidence for. Anything you do see starts to kind of bend towards being evidence for the beliefs that you hold. And we always think of that as being very relevant, and very true for other kinds of beliefs like political views and religious views and, and any type of social argument you can get into. But it's extremely true for things like hope, things like whatever positive expectations you might have for yourself or for the future.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because as you kind of make that correlation or that connection to religious views or to political views, one of the things that kind of comes to my mind is this idea of algorithms, mm-hmm. right? Of there's this confirmation when you go to go on to Facebook or you go on to TikTok or you go on, you know, whatever it is. There's an algorithm that's constantly kind of examining what's your behavior mm-hmm. and how do we give you more of what's going to interest you? How do we gear of all of the information that's possible? How do we give you the information that it is that you're interested in that you would be looking Mm -hmm. for. And I think in the same way with this idea of belief is a myriad of mindsets out there. There are thousands of millions Mm -hmm. of things that we could possibly believe in that we could put our belief in. And so having this, like this algorithm would help us to kind of wade through, oh, that confirms what it is that I believe in Or this behavior is in line with what I believe in. And so it's almost also like a barometer of like how to move Mm -hmm. through the world is you kind of are making quick judgments and assessments around like, how do I behave consistently with the belief that I've got?
1: Yeah, I really like that analogy of the algorithm because for two reasons. One, it shows how what you're putting in only kind of begets more of what, you know... (laughs) What you get is more of what you put in and it starts to kind of intensify and build on itself. It snowballs in a way, but it also can really show how you eventually get to a place of everything you see is just what you believe. It's Mm. it's like this feedback loop of you had this presupposition going into it. You had this belief system going into it. And because of that, it's you've only been given more of that back. And it starts to kind of feel like you get deeper and deeper into that until that's All you really see. And that can happen on people's social media feeds where your TikTok, your Facebook, your Instagram, your YouTube, whatever starts to look like I'm getting mostly similar videos. All the people in these videos are talking about things that I talk about or things that I believe even. They're all of similar views on different topics, political topics, social topics, just lifestyle topics, anything in general. And that to me really, I won't take us in this whole direction of conversation about Getting into these little silos in our social media consumption. But that really shows me that the world you live in is the world you believe is around you. And it's like what you see is very much what you believe. And so it starts to feel like your belief has direct impact on not only what is happening around you and what you're seeing, what you're paying attention to, but how you interact with that world. I remember. When I was growing up, my grandmother lived with us in the last few years of her life before she passed away, and she had nothing to do all day but watch the news and do talk shows, but she mostly just watched local news. And anyone, I hope I'm not offending anyone, but anyone who watches local news, you'll know it's there isn't much substance to it. It's mostly, you know, what robberies happen, car accidents, natural disasters, it's just like the stuff that would get people's attention that might be happening in local areas. But it's never, of course, it's not going to be moderate or subtle positive news. It's really just what is good enough for a headline, what's good enough to kind of grab people's attention if they're watching TV at five o'clock or something. And so after consuming that for a long while, if you ask my grandmother about the state of the world, it's, you know, there's a robbery every five minutes. It's people are constantly crashing their cars. It's not safe to drive on the highways. It's all I see is this stuff that been inundated with. And so I believe that and I see more of it and I just constantly see more confirmation of that. And if she drives by a wreck on the highway, it's like, see, look, the world is this place full of chaos and full of this town might might not even be safe to live in because all this stuff that's happening around. But if she believed slash were inundated with images and messagings and, and, you know, beliefs about the world being in a different place, about how maybe generous the world is, if she, you know, was volunteering at a non or something, and they went door-to-door asking people for donations for some good cause, if you just got every other person to give you a dollar, you would start to think, oh, this is a really generous place. The world is a good place. People are good. And you'd start to see that in more ways as you kind of carry that belief with you around. You'd start to notice, well, that's more confirmation that people are good. That's more confirmation that this thing I see and I believe is really, really happening. And i very confident that that would kind of bring you to act differently. If you thought you lived in a world of generous people or in a world where it's easy for you and other people to be generous towards each other, I feel like that changes the way you interact with the world in the same way that if you had negative beliefs, I guess, would change how you interact with the world too. Yeah, I
0: think what's really, really fundamental to what you're saying is embedded in that it is this idea, which is one of the synonyms here, is a presupposition, Mm -hmm. Right, that you go into a situation with a particular belief and therefore it colors the way that you experience that world. If we use the example of like car accidents being really, really prevalent, right? If mm-hmm. you walk in, then any car accident you see would just validate that. Right. But if you didn't go in with that belief, right, if you walked into the same situation with the belief that car accidents are quite rare. Mm-hmm. When you see an accident, it would almost be like a surprising experience. You'd be like, wow, I can't believe I saw that because that's a really rare experience. And so that predetermined, that presupposition really colors how you then interpret Mm -hmm. the exact same data coming in. And so I think that that really highlights the necessity to be thoughtful, to be purposeful about what presuppositions do I want to enter the world with? I want to be the kind of person who is looking for happiness, who's looking for joy, who's looking for the best in people. And so if I decide that that's the way that I want to walk through the world, and I think that's another one of these words, right, is mindset. If Mm -hmm. I determine beforehand, I'm going to look for, I'm going to see this kind of information, then inherently it becomes this feedback loop, like you mentioned, where I interpret that data as confirming my belief. And so I think that that means that there's a real responsibility. There's a real importance on determining what do we believe? yeah, Because that influences literally how we see the world, how we interact with the world, which I think then begs the question, how do you put a belief system in place that's valuable, that's viable, that's going to be beneficial to you as you walk through the world? How do you do that?
1: Well, I think any belief system, whether we're talking about you just want to be a certain kind of a person or we're talking about, you know, really big things about what you believe about the world and about people or about religion and and life and all this stuff, any belief system has to start with what's important to you, what's meaningful to you. And I think as you sit with that and chisel away at that, you also kind of have to answer the question of, what kind of person do you want to be? And that really, really reflects and mirrors what we talk about in our sessions with clients in therapy. We're asking what are your best hopes as one of the first things that we ask them when they walk in. And that's because we need some vision of where are we trying to get? What's the kind of transformation I want to go through? What's If I'm interacting with the world around me as I keep moving forward through these upcoming days, weeks, months, years, what do I want to see that kind of lets me know that I'm in line with the kind of person that I want to be. How do I fill in those blanks of, I'd like to see myself being this kind of a person and that being reflected in in the interactions that I have and the actions that I take. And I think that's so important because you just illustrated this really beautifully. We can start to see how the world's going to throw stuff at you no matter what. You're going to have good days, you're going to have bad days, you're going to have good events, bad events, tragedies, but big successes and surprises there's nothing about what we're talking about that's going to change just the the fate or luck that you have in life but what you do with it how you interpret it how you digest it how you respond to it i think is going to be directly related to the mindset that you have and the beliefs that you hold and kind of inherently the meaning that you make out of those things while carrying those beliefs and so i think that's what we're talking about here is you can change how you interact with that stuff you can Kind of move through this as like a very successful, confident, happy, peace holding hero who deals with these things. If you beforehand decided, I have this kind of belief about myself, or this kind of belief about the life that I want, or this kind of belief about just how things will unfold and the meaning that's within that too.
0: Yeah, I think that's so powerful, really. I think about that concept, and what really comes to my mind is there has to be some real intentionality. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we think about like a belief or a belief system as something that just comes upon us. It's Mm. just, it's inherent. It's something, you know, it's just something that happens to us. But I think that the way that you're talking about it really implies that there's choice Mm -hmm. involved, that there's agency there that I can, I can examine the world and I can say, what do I want to believe? What mindset do I want to walk through the world with? And I think that that then adds this whole layer of responsibility. I hadn't really thought about it like this before, but if we say that this belief is like hope, is a synonym of hope, what that means is I have a big responsibility to develop a belief system that's going to contribute to hope, Mm -hmm. that's going to be positive, that's going to be something where I can anticipate or look forward to things. And so I think what that means is that really being purposeful about saying, how can I put into place beliefs that will lead me to live, to practice, to behave in a particular way Mm -hmm. that then is going to lead to outcomes that I'm hoping for and so I think that that puts a big responsibility on purposefully evaluating what do I want these core values to be because that's really going to dictate how I behave how I live my life and I think different than a lot of other versions of hope that we've talked about this one is a very I feel like it's almost like the precursor, right? That I'm putting effort in, I'm putting determination in, I'm putting thoughtfulness mm-hmm. in up front that I know will lead me to where I want to be. So a lot of the effort is preparatory effort, yeah. I suppose.
1: Yeah. You, you know what that makes me think of, I don't think I've ever made this connection before, but what's the name of that effect something about, you know, how you easily recognize your own name, even in a crowded room, like the cocktail Uh party effect or something like that, you know, with this idea of as you're moving through a crowded, busy, maybe even loud cocktail party or social situation, um, you could still very easily hear your name being called and then attend to that. Maybe you move towards the person who called it or you start having a conversation with that person or something. Um, even though there's so much going on in the room. And there could very well be other names being called in the room too. And somehow you don't get attuned to that. You don't really respond to that. That doesn't catch us as easily. And this to me starts to kind of sound like, especially with this agency that you're talking about, where we kind of like are giving ourselves names. We're assigning our own names. We're saying, I'm this person. I'm this person. I'm these kinds of things. And as we move through life, it's like that moment or that thing that happened or this opportunity that showed up calls that name, we've taken that on as a name we can instantly attune to. We can make choices to respond to that and interact with that. But if we haven't made those choices, if we haven't sat down to say, I'm this kind of a person, or even I want to be this kind of a person, it'll fly over us like someone calling a random name. It'll it'll be like that. How could I possibly attend to that in this crowded room of stuff going on when that has nothing to do with me? There's no way that that even is relevant to me. Which I think is really powerful because it says you could just choose to have that be relevant for you. You could just choose to have you know the way you move through this crowded life be very very different, and the opportunities that show up be very very different.
0: Yeah, you made me remember something that I haven't thought about for a long time. Is when I was a kid, I remember like it must have been at school, talking about like drugs and alcohol, Mm -hmm. right? And I grew up in the '80s when the like just say no Mm -hmm. was like hard and fast, like the drug on <laughs> the war on drugs was real and alive. One of the things that they repeated over and over and over is if you make the decision now, hmm. you are less likely to be put in a bind later and you won't have to make a decision down the road right. because you will have made the decision at a time when things were peaceful and non-contentious and non-chaotic and all of those things. And so then that decision that you made, will kick back in and you'll be able to say no Mm -hmm. down the road. And I think that's really similar to what you're saying of like, if I give myself the name or I'll say also like the title of non-drug user, then when somebody approaches me, you know, whether it's at a party or whether it's on the street or whether it's my friend or and they're like, hey, here's some drugs, I'm much more likely to be like, oh that's not calling. I'm Mm -hmm. a non-drug user. That doesn't fit. But we can do that with all kinds of things, right? If we in school, right, we can say, I'm a homework doer. Mm-hmm. And so when something comes up and it's like, hey, do you want to go to this thing? Or do you want to do your homework? I'm much more likely to be like, sorry, I can't go. I'm a homework doer. Mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person who does homework. That belief system, that the name that we give ourselves, the title that we assign to ourselves, I think that's a, such a valuable thing to say. Like that, if I'm purposeful about developing a belief system, mm-hmm. I give myself those names, those titles, that are meaningful. But I also think then we have to remember to link it back to, but why? Like, why am I giving myself those names? Why do I care about being a homework doer or a non-drug user or whatever it is? And it comes back to this idea of this hope, right? Of I hope to become this kind of a person. I hope to become, maybe I wanna become a parent. Well, being a drug using individual makes being a parent a lot more difficult. Mm -hmm. It pulls my attention in a different way being a non-homework doer makes getting the job that I want much more difficult. And so if I can assign myself names and titles that are consistent with what I hope to achieve, I'm much more likely to achieve those things without having to decide time after time after time, because I just behave consistently with the names and titles I've assigned myself.
1: Yeah, it very much clarifies that this is doing something. This is being proactive for the outcome that you want for the person you want to be for the future you want to have i've always been a bit of an optimistic person maybe just out of being naive or something but i've always when i was younger I remember struggling to have anything convincing to say to someone who was much more cynical but this here i think is a great explanation for how simply you know just hoping as as someone more cynical might say just having good wishes Uh, And they might see that as useless or as just, you know, it's nice, but it's empty optimism and it doesn't make things happen. This, I think, shows how this is action. If I'm saying I believe something, that is setting me on the path for this. That is changing things in a very real uh, and grounded kind of a way. Just like if my parents give me a certain name, that's going to have an outcome in the life that I live and the thing that I answer to. So, yeah, that, I think, is the perfect explanation for how This isn't, a you know, this isn't fluff. This isn't just a nice, feel-good conversation. This is, like, how to actually affect change.
0: I think the other thing that comes really like that idea of enacting change, and I think sometimes we go in, I'll use the example of, like, New Year's resolutions, right? Like, Mm. we go in, there's hope there of, like, I want to become thinner. I want to become healthier. I want to become, you know, a better reader. I want to, whatever it ends up being, and that pessimist could look at that and be like, well, by February, (laughs) you're not going to want that thing anymore, right? And I think that that's different than, like, walking into it with, I'm not just losing 10 pounds, I'm becoming this kind of a person. I'm Mm -hmm. becoming a person who is consistent. I'm becoming the kind of parent that I want to be. I'm becoming, you know, whatever whatever is behind that thing. And I think sometimes we get hung up on, achieving a certain task Mm -hmm. and we think oh I hope I can do that but if we don't link the who am I to that task it becomes much more difficult to follow through with that task because now it's just like oh well last week I wasn't that Mm -hmm. so next week it's fine if I'm not that again because I haven't Mm -hmm. been that before but once we determine once we like take on that identity it becomes much more difficult to just like dismiss it and be like oh i can't do that because i'm not that person right and so i think there's something really inherent of like owning the identity of i am this kind of a person and that leading it becoming like you mentioned right at the beginning this self-fulfilling prophecy of like yeah see i am this kind of a person i did do this thing and it confirms that name fits me
1: i'm glad you mentioned new year's resolutions because i feel like that demonstrates a lot about the power of belief I want to say I've never really done New Year's resolutions, but I think I just do something similar to it every month, every week, You know, whenever I just decide that there's a change that I want to try to work on, or there's something I want to like hold on to and, and, and try to move towards. But I think what makes New Year's resolutions so popular and prevalent, and we hear so much about them, is that it feels like that's a moment that really just inherently gives us a sense of, oh, there's a chance for something different. There's a chance for having more of the life that I actually really want. I want the body that I want. I want the financial skills that I want, you know, whatever skills and hobbies that I want. And it feels like at this moment where I'm leaving the past year behind and starting a new year, suddenly for some reason, I'm filled with the belief in this chance to be this person. And I think if we carried that same kind of belief into the rest of the year, into a, you know, a random Monday in September, you could still affect that same kind of change. In the same way that first week of January feels amazing and you're like, I ate this and I worked out this many times and I signed up for this membership and I did all these things that are setting me up for and looking like signs that I will have success in this thing that I'm working towards. You could do that at any moment. I think people lose momentum with New Year's resolutions because it feels like by February, well, I think I blew that chance at being that person. And it seems like I'm stuck being the other version of myself, the last year's version of myself, or maybe even worse. And all of it is just belief, I think. Because if you felt like by March, I have more chances to still be that person, you would be back to how you felt January 1st, trying and looking for all the things that can let you know you're on track in the same kind of a way.
0: Yeah, I think I think the other thing that I would add, I really just kind of come back to these synonyms, right? I belief and one of the synonyms that really stands out to me is this idea of understanding. Hmm. And I think when we truly understand, I just really love this concept of like giving ourselves a name or giving ourselves mm-hmm. this title. When we really understand what we're capable of, what we, true understanding of potential, that changes, that there, there's something. One of the example I think comes from the work that we do all the time is that we talk about like, an area where someone is strong or someone is capable, Mm -hmm. right? We say like, what are you really good at? And they would say, Oh, I'm really good at being a student. Or I, I always do my homework. I Mm -hmm. never miss class. I, and you dig a bit deeper and you're like, so how did you do that? How did you become a good student? And they say, well, you know, my mom and dad helped me, or I just thought that it was important. I really like learning, whatever it is. And even that is like, but what is it about you? Well, I guess that means I am determined. I guess that, and it's when we get to that level of I'm a determined kind of a person. I'm a dedicated kind of person. I'm a person who has integrity. Once you get to that level of understanding of like, what is it? It's not just good student, Mm -hmm. but it's a person with integrity. It's so much easier to transport that integrity to then other areas and be like, if integrity showed up as an employee, If integrity showed up as you as a friend, you know, whatever it is, it's so easy to see like that changes the way I look at my friendship of like, I have to be a friend with integrity. Mm -hmm. That's going to change the way I am a friend. If I have to look at myself as an employee with integrity, that changes how I spend my time at work. It changes what I choose to do. And so I think that that understanding of like the essence of who I am. Um, that it changes how much belief I can have in my capability.
1: Yeah, that just speaks more to the power of just what belief can do. It it can sound so uh, like, well, that's just in my head. You know, just think some thoughts and that makes a difference. But clearly there is a really tangible ripple effect here.
0: Yeah. Well, I think this is a really worthwhile conversation. Anything else that you wanted to add before we wrap up? i got up? like
1: three more hours in me, but you know, I guess we can start to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> Some people might feel like we've been doing this for three hours.
0: But thank you. I hope this conversation about belief is helpful to you as you think about how to build a life of hope. If you found this helpful, please send us a message. Let us know what you're thinking of this. But also if you find that you are thinking about somebody who could really benefit from this idea of belief as it leads to hope, please feel free to share this podcast with them. That would mean a lot to us. But until next time, go believe in hope.